Hey, everybody. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're in the KSHB studios in Las Vegas. Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's raining in Vegas, so that's kind of a rare thing, right? Yep. Yes, it is. And we're sitting here wearing pith helmets, asbestos suits. And it's one of those days. Right? I mean, it is. We'll, you know, we'll get through. Our producer, Chris Bavona. He's our pal, man. <laughs> yeah. He's earning his dough today. Yeah, we said, you know, listen, live stuff, goofy things happen. Glad to be with you. But the rain here was a kind of a welcome, cool, nice, you know, it's nice. It's funny. Like, I, I came from western New York. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the main reason, one of the main reasons to make the move was, and I loved winter. I really did. I loved the snow. I, what I don't like here in Vegas is when it's like 40 here. It's frigid. 40 here feels like 10 below to me. Yeah. Like snow. Okay, bring the snow on. But, you know, the main thing is seeing the sun 360 days a year. You know, but it's actually when it's overcast and you get some rain, that's actually cool and a special thing. And you smell the rain. Right. No, it's because it's because because it's different. It's 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 the change of pace. And uh, for so for the same reason, I I had an option of either going to Tahoe uh, to do what I do or coming down here. And uh, I, I didn't want to deal with the snow in Tahoe in the winter. I love Tahoe in the summer. But uh, I like the sun being out here every day. The, the older I get, the, the warmer I want it. Um, I don't mind when it's 115. I'm not digging ditches out in it. So I'm fine with that. And I'm, I'm with you. Man, I don't even like 50. I'm 40, forget it. Well, I want it warm. Talk about odd. How about the golfers are here? Yeah. And you have the PGA tournament, and they're going low. It is you know TPC Summerlin, and the scores are going to be low. And... How low will the cut be? But I made a little in-play. You know, 60-1 to 1 I got. He was four shots back, Rory Sabatini. And so I'm just keeping tabs on him. And so far, four under on 14. He's at 10 under par. He's in the discussion. So you're trying to, find, you're trying to get yourself a run for your money. A lot of guys were struggling. There were actually guys over par this morning. Then they, because it was raining, now it's a little bit windy. It's the one defense mechanism for the golf course. There may not be a defense mechanism right now for Sam Burns. <laughs> he won last week. He throws a 63 out there, follows up a 66, 13 under par after two rounds. I mean, the, the winning score going to be... It's been historically 23 under or higher. There was one year it was 21 under. It's going to be 24. 24 or 25 is probably going to win this thing. Because the crazy thing about it, Steve, when guys shoot a 62, they come back with a 70 the next day or 71. It's it's next to impossible to back up the low score with a low score. Right. It's not impossible here. And I, it's unbelievable. They just don't defend the course. There's no, there's no rough. Even stray shots, they get a pristine lie up and down. So, do you now check the weather every day here in, in regards to this tournament? Unless, wind. If, so, if the wind can, continues to blow, then, then then that will make it more difficult. But if the wind doesn't blow and you've had this rain, 
Now those guys are going to be able to hold the green coming well, in. This is right like today now, right? Now it's breezy. It's a little bit breezy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a lot of these guys survived, did okay this morning. But it could have been that it was, you know, rain and wind. It was just rainy. It was I don't think it was too windy. But the wind is going to be a bit of a defense mechanism. But this would be one of those deals where the guys in the afternoon flight Watch out. I mean, what are they going to do? If it rains in the morning and the sun comes out and the wind's not part of the equation, these guys are throwing darts. The green's going to have some moisture in it. The greens are hard is the one thing I would say over there. Okay. So so they can dry out pretty pretty oh, quickly. Really? Well, I mean, the rain we had today mm-hmm. it was like a glorified sprinkle. It wasn't like a deluge. Okay. You know, that's that's like them watering the course. It's no big deal. Okay. But the greens would have moisture in it. That's why on a weekly basis, a lot of times you see somebody, you know, Thursday morning, one of the first groups out, you know, some guy guys Too go slow. gate the wire, they go because there's dew and okay. moisture in the okay. greens in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sucks getting up early, but it might be advantageous for you. All right. Oh, little golfing knowledge from uh, Professor Blessing. Thank you. Well, Sam Burns, it doesn't take Einstein to know this guy's in good form. And he is going to be tough to beat this afternoon. Took a little shot. He hasn't teed off yet. Louis Oosthuizen is six under par. Louis Oosthuizen has a good round today. I think him and Burns... They could have quite the little tussle going on over the weekend. Wonder what this weather will do to Louis back. He's got he has back if he brings his own mattress around, doesn't he? Yeah. Well the good news for him, it was cold and dank this morning, but he has a twelve forty two tea time. Okay. So I mean he got the best of that. Yeah, he did. And then we'll check the weather forecast for the weekend. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio. It's Friday, spell it F R Y our friends. John Smith Subs ninety seven oh one West Flamingo. Back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. In Las Vegas, AM 1400 KSHP, Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204. Baseball's underway. Thought we might see some runs again. Out of the gate, Stroh's on top of the White Sox. 2-1, going to the bottom of the third. Chuck Esposito, kind enough to join us over at Red Rock, our friends at Station Casinos. You're coming to Vegas, you got to get yourself... The STN mobile app. Come in for a long weekend, do it. You get a, up to a $500 sign-up bonus. It's a great product. Brings the sports book right to your fingertips. Day baseball, Chuck. The playoffs all day and night. Going to be good. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, B. I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's great to have baseball. And, uh, you know, uh, postseason is a welcome addition, uh, especially, you know, with the matchups, I think, with uh, Rays and and, and Red Sox, and of course in the National League, having two teams with over 105 wins, 
who've never played each other in the postseason, the regular season, since they moved to California, and that's the Dodgers and Giants, which I think will have a record handle on uh, for a NLDS matchup. By the way, how cool was seeing that? Arizona stealing home in a playoff game. Awesome. That is unbelievable. Awesome. That's unbelievable. That's great. It's you love old school baseball, you know, and, and teams that play small ball and move guys around and uh, create an opportunity to steal home like that. I think it's great. I, I think uh, you know that's what you know baseball purists love. And as a growing up a huge baseball fan, uh, it's always fun to watch stuff like that. It's funny whenever I, I, how rare is it? But when that comes up, I always think of this old school story. When I was a kid, one of my favorite baseball players. I mean, he was right near the top of this. Was Frank Howard. It was a swing and a miss strikeout, or it was a 500-foot homer. It was unbelievable. I mean, his baseball bat was ridiculous. And all those years with the Senators, and I used to go see him play a lot, but he started with the Dodgers. And Maury Wills was unbelievable on the base bats. And the one day, Chuck, Maury Wills, Frank, first of all, he's out of his mind. Frank Howard's at the plate. Maury Wills steals home. And Howard swings and it's like a telephone pole coming at him. And, he, you know, he goes underneath and steals home. And Howard is, what was he, 6'8", probably like 280? Yeah. It's a monster. But he was this real soft-spoken guy. And Chuck, he's, he says to Maury Wills, Maurice, I have a hard enough time hitting the baseball without you coming under my feet. <laughs> you know, but uh, I love those days. Like guys like Maury Wills, the guy, those the, the guys on the base pass that terrorize you—they're gone. It's an era that's gone. So the Giants Dodgers part part of the lore is that the Dodgers, I, I believe it was Wes Westrom was the manager, would make it a swamp at first base so Wills couldn't take off. He would water that thing down. He, the, there, it was a lake over there. <laughs> yeah. those, those are guys. Some of the you know the greatest stories of teams keeping you know infield grass high, or you know if you had a speed team, kind of cutting it low. So guys, teams like uh, the Cardinals with McGee and Coleman at the top to get those infield hits, you know, to go through quicker or uh, or kill the ball on bunts. Um, those stories are just awesome to hear. Hey. We were over at the Superbook yesterday. Jay Cornegay sat in with us for a bit, Chuck, and he kind of mentioned it, and then there was an article on ESPN.com today uh, at some of the other properties that the liabilities out there if the Giants are to win the World Series, uh, how about you guys at stations if the Giants are to, you know, hoist the trophy when it's all said and done? Are you rooting for other teams, I guess, is the question. Yeah, I mean, there, there is some liability um, with the Giants. Um, and but everyone else is, you know, pretty good shape on. Not nearly is, is kind of maybe uh, uh, as high as, as other places as far as liability. Um, kind of moved them pretty quickly early in the season. And, you know, they weren't expected to be here, of course, um, in this position. They got off to the hot start, and they just were able to hold off the Dodgers. But really not a bad spot. Really good spot with Astros, Rays, Dodgers, Braves, uh, White Sox. Um, so overall, a uh, pretty good shape on the both, uh, baseball postseason, boys. Chuck, everybody's brains on football, right? We're sight. Hey, hockey's starting. NBA's not far behind, and then college basketball. Football's the monster, but there is something about. It. I mean, I'm I'm that way. I mean, I'll I'll kind of scan through baseball games in the summer months, and I'll watch a game if I've got the over. 
and it goes over in the sixth inning, yeah, more often than not, I'm on to the next thing. Or, you know, if it's an under, you're not turning the channel off. You keep watching. But I'm curious. There's something about the playoffs. It just it gravitates and tugs you in because you don't know where the big moment's going to come from. And you know, the betting aspect of it aside, there's just something really cool about the baseball playoffs. And I'm curious, what is the atmosphere in the books with the baseball playoffs on I think it's great, guys. I mean, seeing, uh, you know, lines uh, prior to the first pitch of the games yesterday, having, you know, four games today. Um, and I think, you know, baseball is a long season. We know that kind of around the, the trade deadline or after the All-Star break, um, there seems to be a huge separation between the, the good and the bad. Um, the, the guests or the betters did extremely well uh, the second half of the season on the Dodgers and, and Giants and fading the Rockies and, and D-backs and, and picking and choosing their spots. So um, it's not meant to sound sour grapes in any way. It's just they did well. I mean, getting the postseason to roll around and having more competitive matchups and having games to start early and, you know, four games today and two tomorrow, I think it's pretty cool. And I think it's received really well by the betters. You know what it is about playoff baseball, boys? It's every <coughs> every inning, every pitch means something. Absolutely. In in July, it's just a long game, and it drags. These games go fast because every single pitch means something. Well, I mean, I'll give you a perfect— I can tell you guys that, you know, watching that um, that Dodger-Cardinal wild card game, uh, although it was 1-1 until the the Taylor walk-off, was compelling baseball. I mean, it was fun to watch, Um, you know, seeing what— uh, you know, what ultimately was going to happen with the rotations and as early as Scherzer came out and Urias, would they have to use him, which would have altered their rotation for, um, you know, the series against the Giants. Um, I thought it was great. It was a 1-1 game, but I thought it was terrific to watch. And, you know, you love the, you know, the managers and, and matching wits and what they were doing with uh, their bullpens and positional players. Um, so I, I, I'm a huge fan of postseason baseball, guys. You know, to Stevie's point, Chuck, and you think about it in every every pitch, and it could be early. I mean, the Yankees-Red Sox game, Yankees are home. That first inning, Chuck, basically uh, it was Devers was at the plate. It was going to be a three-up and three-down inning, and Cole gets a one-and-two count. He's way ahead, and he walks him. He had him, he had him in the hole, walks him, and Bogarts comes up and hits a two-run homer. He let Devers off the hook. So it's amazing how quickly it can change. It is. But, I mean, that's what makes it fun and exciting to watch. And, um, you know, again, I'm I'm a fan of it, and I think the matchups are are really compelling. I mean, you talk about Tampa and and the way that they use the the rotation by committee. Um, You talk about, you know, the Dodgers and Giants. And, and, you know, this easily could be a World Series preview, the way these, these two teams play. But instead, they're meeting in the um, NLDS. So it's all pretty cool stuff, guys. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We got another segment with Chuck Esposito. Get his take on what's going on. Football, college pro, Justin Fields. He gets his wish. He's the quarterback. All right, so it is a Friday, F-R-Y, Friday. John Smith subs 9701 West Flamingo. Don't forget that. Buy a sub, get the fries for a buck. Cool promotions over there. Oasis 4955 South Decatur. They'll be having the baseball games on. They got it on over there right now. Great food, great drink. Kitchen's open 24-7. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. 
racing towards the weekend. We'll have Vegas Hockey Hotline for you locally at KSHP.com. Along the network, top of the hour, Scott Farrell is going to take you to the weekend. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back to Las Vegas. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204 Sportsbook Radio Network, AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas. Chuck Esposito's with us over at Station Casinos, hanging at beautiful Red Rock. All right, I can't wait. I can't wait. Give me the update, Mr. Esposito. I'm sure it's jaw-dropping, the last man standing. How many people got carved like a Christmas ham last week? It continues to drop, boys. Uh, college... You know, with the uh, total number of entries at 3075, there is only 124 contestants left. Mm. And the pros with 6241, it is dwindled down to 283. So it is, you know, they are dropping off just weekly, guys. Wow. It's the nature of the beast. It, it is, but it, it seems more drastic this year than, than in past years. Like, what, what, what was it, or am I wrong, Chuck? It, it just felt like in, in years past, more guys have kind of hang, hung around longer. Yeah, I, I think so, guys. I think, you know, there's, again, if you look at the pros this year, and I know we've talked about it, that uh, underdogs are, um, you know, are better than 500 against the number, and I think that's a big part of it. And outside of maybe Georgia and Alabama and college football, there is just a tremendous amount of, of parity. So uh, it's um, it's uh, kind of it, you know. It, it's uh, been one of those years, and it, it's fun. But man, there is just a uh, uh, a lot of guests that have dropped off. But there's still a few lucky ones left in both contests. You know, I don't know because I know it's a very busy day for you. But is a certain friend of mine going to a football game this weekend? I am. I, I've got a got a good <laughs> boss, and he, he he's letting me go with my son and. Uh, I am, so it's going to be fun. I'll be here, you know, most of that day, but then, you know, cutting out prior to kickoff and uh, and uh, heading over to Allegiant um, to uh, uh, to really root for one team in particular. <laughs> from my heart and from the business side of it. Five and a half is the number, Chuck, and the total is 44 and a half. Short week for the Raiders off the loss against the Chargers, but you're going to get a chance to up close and personal see field go. Yeah, you know, it's um, 77% of the tickets, guys, are, are on the Raiders, and, you know, most of the money wagered is that way. I think it'll only get bigger, um, you know, by the time the game kicks. It's Field's second road game. He really struggled in that road game against Cleveland. Um, you know, again, it's a head-scratcher with Nagy on Tuesday. He announced that when healthy, Andy Dalton is the starter moving forward. Dalton isn't even on the Bears' injury report this year, this week, so he is healthy. And then on Wednesday... He does a complete 180 and says it, it feels the rest of the way. So my guess is that uh, someone above kind of said enough of this lunacy and, you know, we look like fools to the entire league. Um, 
it's make a commitment one way or another and let's go with it, and it's Fields. Uh, is he ready to assume that role? We've seen the struggles of all the young quarterbacks this year, um, but I think it's the right call at this point, um, and we'll see how he does. But, you know, Raiders were a little exposed on offensively when you put pressure on Carr, but they're still a good team. They're at home. I think interesting tidbit, guys, they only won two games at home all of last year. They're 2-0 and at Allegiant already this year. This gives them an opportunity to win more games than they did the entire season last year if they can win on Sunday against the Bears. All right. Any NFL game is big. People are going to bet it. People are going to watch it. That being said, we get the early game, Atlanta and the Jets. Okay, you're a diehard, and people bet, bet it Saturday night, whatever. The early games, I don't see a truly, you know, something will turn out to be really a phenomenal game and a lot of fun. But, I, I mean, on paper, written in, I don't see, like, a great game. But, boy, the late afternoon, Chuck, Cleveland and the Chargers, Giants-Cowboys, Niners-Cardinals, and then you lead into the Sunday night game, Buffalo and Kansas City. That day builds to quite the crescendo. It does. I think if you had a look really quick, guys, at one of the early games, I would say it's Packers-Bengals. Um, both teams comes in, come in three and one. Bengals appear to be getting a little bit healthier with, with Higgins is going to play, and it, and it looks like Mixon might as well. Packers a road favorite. We've seen some action on the dog in this particular game um, that uh, the better seem to, to like the Bengals here. But you're right, the afternoon games, Bears-Raiders. Uh, Browns-Chargers is really intriguing to me. You look at this Browns defense, they gave up six points two weeks ago um, to Chicago, only seven points at Minnesota, back-to-back road games. Chargers now you know, have beaten the Chiefs in the division and beaten the, uh, the Raiders in the division. They're a pretty good team. Uh, they're at home, and, and that number's starting to tick up a little bit. As you mentioned, Giants-Cowboys is great, but that Sunday night game, boys, is, uh, is going to be phenomenal. Ticket count really favors your bill so far, B. Uh, 65% of the tickets are on the Bills. Uh, my guess is that you're going to see even a higher percentage of tickets on the over. Don't know what these two offenses, how you keep this game under. Um, I'm sure this could be one of the rare occurrences, guys, that over the last several years that we are rooting from our side of the counter for the Chiefs in a home game on prime time. Buddy, i got to be honest with you. I mean, I'm very hopeful, uh, excited to see the game. It's not the end of the world if they lose. You know, if they win, I really do believe they get home field advantage in the playoffs. I, I think that for them, if, you know, and the Chiefs wouldn't be able to catch them, I don't believe, uh, if they were behind them by three games. That being said, I mean, I'm a realist, and I'm sitting there staring at the Chiefs laying less than a field goal at home, and that just don't look right. But I, yeah, but- of, of all the people I've talked to, I, I guess what I'm getting at, Chuck, and you know how this works, everybody, everybody, is telling me Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. And I'm like, you know how that works, man. When everybody's on one side, it's the other side. Yeah, no, I know. Um, But, you know, I think they are the better team, I think, at this point. And regardless of what the point spread is, the Chiefs have only covered three times in their last 15 games. Um, They they really should be one and three right now. They should have lost that game against Cleveland and and really, Philly uh, took themselves out of that game with you know with penalties and, and turnovers and, and bad plays in that game. I think Buffalo is the better team uh, on paper, at least. Um, you know, I don't. Di- 
I think it, it'd be tough for Kansas City if they lose this game to catch Buffalo. But with the extra week, I mean, anything can happen. It's still a really, really long season. But uh, a Buffalo win here, and I think they are in really, really good shape. If KC does win, I think it's going to set up a, a really interesting kind of, you know, oh. middle of the second half of the season yeah. between those two teams. Because you can make a case that no team wants to travel to Buffalo. January. In, in January, no. but the same thing could be said about Kansas City and Arrowhead. Oh, I know. Just from the, the fan side of it is arguably one of the, the toughest stadium in the leagues to play in. I've got to, I mean, this has to be right. I don't know this. I didn't read this anywhere. I would imagine this is probably the smallest a favorite that Kansas City has been at home for, what, four years, Chuck? Yeah, I would think it's probably got to be right there, B. You know, um, I don't recall them being this small, um, but hey, it's a really, really intriguing matchup. Uh, you know, um, so I'm looking forward to it. I think Sunday night we're going to have another, you know, great handle on that game. But early indications are that we'll be rooting for the Chiefs, uh, knowing that, of course, we're only Friday afternoon and the bulk of the money comes in, you know, over the weekend and leading up to the kickoff of the primetime game. Uh, but I think you're going to see a lot of over money, regardless of what team you like in this particular game. Field's not the only rookie making his debut this week, Chuck. <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo not practicing this morning for San Francisco, making it the uh, the third day in a row uh, with the calf injury. So it looks like Trey Lance uh, gets the nod. And George Kittle also not practicing again, a calf injury. So Lance will probably not have Kittle. Does Arizona just go up and down the field in this game? I guess, Stevie. I mean, they're the only undefeated team in the league. Um, you know, San Francisco can still play some defense. This is back-to-back years that San Francisco has had the, the injury problems. Um, it, it seems like, you know, the, like the number would, would probably go up, but we've seen some San Francisco money come in. So um, they're coming off a loss, San Francisco. They're 2-2. Two and two, And what we thought was arguably the toughest division in football, you know, with, with the Rams beating Seattle and the injury uh, to Russell Wilson, we don't know yet how much time he'll, he'll miss. We could be looking at the end of five weeks is at Arizona five and zero, oh, the Rams four and one, and both San Francisco and Seattle below five hundred. So how it changed pretty quickly after week two in the NFC West, if that's the case. Chuck, I always say sometimes the number tells you something, and just scanning the board here, and I, oh, really? Denver's a one point favorite. I guess a certain something's happening, and sure enough, Bridgewater cleared to practice today. Um, that being said, Steelers catching a point at home here. Denver hasn't played. You know, they won. They look good. Really hadn't played anybody. And then lose to a good Baltimore team. This really is a circle the wagons game for the Steelers and Roethlisberger in particular. Yeah, I think first what really stands out to me, guys, is that you have two totals this week in today's NFL below 40. Um, one of them is the, uh, is the Raider Tex- or the Patriot-Texan game and won the Broncos-Steeler game. Um, this game's been bet that way, though. It's not just a, you know, it's been a clear move that in favor of Denver, I know they've had a number of starters who haven't practiced this week. Uh, Gordon could be out. Um, but I think it's more of a fade against Pittsburgh, who yeah. just looks out of sorts. Um, you know, Chase, Chase Claypool might not play. They did get Deontay Johnson back, and you still have Juju Smith-Schuster. But I think it really is a, a more of a fade against Pittsburgh than an endorsement for Denver. Chuck, real quick, tell me about the mobile app, man. You got to have it. You got to have it. With all the sports going on, we touched on baseball and 
four games today, all the football, the big Fury Wilder fight, uh, the Knights getting ready to start on Tuesday night. Get signed up, up to a $500 bonus. It really brings the sports book to the palm of your hand. All right, you putting a big bear head on when you go to the football game? <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend, buddy. You're the best. Thank you. All right, boys. You too. Thanks. Back to Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Head to the top of the hour. Scott Farrell will take you to the weekend. We'll have Vegas Hockey Holland locally. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Stroh's still up 2-1 now. Bottom of the fourth. That's cool, man. Baseball all day. Let's go Sox. Gonna go home. Man, I... I'm a baby. I really am. But I mean, I I need the weekend. Yeah, I'm ready. It has been a... I don't know why. It's, it's been a week. It's been a, been a rough one. I mean, I'm excited. Go home, baseball, watch the golf a little bit, take the feet up, and I mean, maybe run over the golf tournament tomorrow for a couple hours, but low-key stuff, and just uh, be recliner boy, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. No. I, I cut up on some sleep on Wednesday, and then I, I worked late last night and had to be in here early this morning, so um, <clears throat> feel a, a little warm, but I'm all right. And then, but but I, I loved it. By the way, in the baseball, Devers last night, something's wrong with his arm. And I, and if they don't have his sock in the middle of that lineup, that, that's going to hurt them. You've got Martinez with the ankle injury for Boston and, and now Devers with, with this arm injury. And the other thing is Devers is a guy at third base who will make a lot of really, really, really good plays. And then the routine play He'll throw it over the first baseman's head, and now, and now he's got an arm injury. I, there, it wouldn't surprise me if if, if he made an error that that, that was uh, you know significant in, in this series, um, playing playing with that bad arm. For the uh, for the Dodgers, Muncie will not play against the Giants. They're hoping he'll be back if they make it to the NLCS. I don't think he will be. I I, I think Muncie. If he's got a shot at playing at all, it won't come until the World Series if they make it that far. We get college football tonight, by the way. Have three games. Temple, Cincinnati. Temple beats Memphis, and they're catching 30. I mean, 30 points. 52.5, Since he comes off the Notre Dame game win. So the letdown thing, you know, is a thing. Yep. But... Cincinnati, even though they're climbing the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like a perception thing in the people that vote on this stuff. They're still behind a rock, right? Correct. The power brokers, yeah, kind of thing. Coastal Carolina would be another one. Okay, so they're big favorites in these games. It's a letdown spot. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Man, damn it. but. Teams like Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, when you're handicapping these games, and they know who they are, Mm -hmm. they know what they're up against, don't you think there's a mindset there 
that style points matter, then, I mean, you got to look good. You can't just squeak by a smaller conference foe. you got to look good doing it. I get that. <laughs> I'll never forget Joe Paterno, Penn State, the one year they were, I believe it was Indiana. You know, it's when he first went to the Big Ten, which I'm still heartbroken about. And Paterno called the dogs off. It was a, you know, sportsmanship thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I sell you one about Penn State, whatever. But he called the dogs off. And he he could have got another touchdown. And they just missed out of playing in the national championship game at the end of the day. Oh, they barely beat these guys. Well, he could have. He could have crushed one more in there, and he didn't. You know, I forget what the score was. I don't know if they won by 10, 17. Or, you know, he could have got it. But at the end of the day, they narrowly missed voting-wise to play in the title game. Style points matter to these people that are voting on this. It's kind of a damn if you do, damn if you don't. I know. Because you, you can get a reputation, too, if you run the score up. And I think most coaches... Respect the guy on the other sideline and tend not to run scores up in those situations. Oh, I mean, I, I had no beef with him calling the dogs off. I mean, but at the end of the day, it, it might have been the difference. I, no, like, I, they're, I, I, they're I, like the true two yard line, and they knelt down three times. I, I understand your point, and it shouldn't be that way. Again, the voters need to pay attention to all this stuff, and they don't. You know, they they, they don't watch West Coast late games. You know, to, to see what those teams are about. Um, for the most part. Here's the other thing about uh, Cincinnati and Notre Dame, though. N- Notre Dame, I, I, let's see if you agree with me. Kelly, he'll he'll take the foot off the gas ju- just because that's what he does. If, if he's if he's winning, he, he, for he'll, them it he'll go into prevent okay. defense early. That's, uh-huh. a, that's who he is. If our buddy, and allow the other team back in the game. If our buddy Dana Lane's driving around, he'll, he'll be looking to cross over the median for a propane truck. But I mean, for Notre Dame, it doesn't matter. I mean, no, I, no, no, I, no, no, no. I mean, honestly, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm just I am not kidding you. Spread. If you, I know, but if you watch a Notre Dame game, okay, I'm not being all over Stone, but if you, they get like, they get the calls. They do. They get the calls. I, I know. They do. I know. And they don't drop far enough when they lose. You know, Toledo should have beat him. They should have dropped like a rock. And then they're still like in the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, and I understand it, but what is it, Stevie? What do you think it is? It's dollars. Sure. They want Notre Dame somehow, some way. Okay, please tell me they're not in the college playoffs again, getting their head ripped off their shoulders. But you're telling me some New Year's Day ball wouldn't be drooling to get them in there? Correct. Absolutely correct. And, and, and we bet on this stuff. And I think that's part of the reason that Kelly's still there. Because because they get the calls, they get the breaks, so his record looks better than it, than I think it should be. I I, I think if if let's see, he, if if he's playing the same way at I don't know UNLV <laughs> he's yeah. not he's not gonna get the calls, so his record's gonna be worse and he would have been gone. I guess my point is, all right, Bama 1, Georgia 2, Iowa 3, Penn State 4. One of them dropping out of there. 
Now, how far does the loser of the Iowa-Penn State game drop? This is why these polls are so far. If this game goes, I mean, they're punching each other in the throat for three hours, and Iowa kicks a field goal with three seconds left to win by a point, or Penn State. Either way. Either way. Yep. Right? And it's a great game. The loser of that game probably is going to drop down if Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Michigan, Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's got Texas, Oklahoma wins. They're going to fall below those guys. Correct. Well, wait a minute. They were three and four, and they were dead even. Yep. Okay. So from that perspective, but I get it. But it's, it's dollars that rules this stuff. Correct. But Cincinnati is sitting at five, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're sitting there saying Notre Dame, no great shakes, right, this year? Yeah. Decent, I, yeah. but no great shakes. Yeah. All right, if Cincinnati floats through and wins by 13 tonight, right? Mm-hmm. You're telling me that a Michigan or an Oklahoma isn't going to go by them? Even though since he didn't lose? You know they are. Yeah. Yeah. So hence, style points matter. Okay, I mean, if they go and crush Temple, they stay number five. They beat Temple by a touchdown, and Oklahoma wins. Have a nice day. Oklahoma goes from six to five. Cincinnati is six, and maybe even further down. Maybe Michigan. You know, you just know the power brokers get that running head start. You're right. I, I that doesn't make, it doesn't make it right. No, but I, but I also think Brian, no matter what Cincinnati does, in the pollsters' mind, they are still Cincinnati, right? And they're not bringing a boatload of fans like some other teams to whatever bowl game. So even if they beat everybody they play by 21 points, it's still not enough. Now, that, now, obviously they'll be higher in the polls, you know, than, than if they're squeaking out victories. But it's they're still Cincinnati in the end, and 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 the pollsters know, and the and the bowls uh, committees know that they're not bringing a boatload of fans like some other teams. I'm looking at the rankings here. I don't know. It would be fun. And the schedule will dictate this down the road. But Michigan State, number 11, is 5-0. and This is a different Michigan it State. Is. Now, they can stub their toe and it's all, you know, the fun ride ends any minute. But you look down the road. They get Michigan at home. And then they close at Ohio State, and they close at home with Penn State. If Michigan State, you know, if they're if they're that good, and it's off, it's fun to watch. They can mm-hmm. they can score. It's different. Mm-hmm. But if you project, if you were to project down the road, if they were able to keep this going, even though they're number eleven now, is it crazy to put a little future on them? I mean, if they win those games. If they are in, they're going to get tested here. Mm-hmm. But if they happen to be the team, the way the schedule plays out late, they may—they're the one who makes a late push and gets into the playoff. 
I know there's a lot of football left to be played, but if you're looking to take a swing at somebody other than Georgia and Alabama, and you know who's who's going to be the? It's been Notre Dame, you know, plopping in there every year. Oh, you know Oklahoma's going to blow it somewhere. They always do, right? Yeah. I'm wondering if Michigan State isn't is like nobody even looking cross-eyed at these guys. Yeah, it's interesting, Brian. But those those are two tough games to end the season. I. I, no, I I get it. Yeah. But if you beat, if you win at Ohio State and beat Penn State, you're jumping up. Oh yeah, yep. If well, I mean, okay, they're, they're only whatever the six. At, what is it? Six at Rutgers. Is that like massive respect for Rutgers, or people just don't think Michigan State is that good? That's a good question. I, th- I, th- I mean, does Rutgers? I mean, Rutgers is finally getting things going yeah, again. Yeah. But I mean, Mike. I mean, a, doesn't that look low? Yes, number? it does. I'm, I'm, when you, I didn't realize it was that low. I, I'm, I'm going to have to lay that number. I'm going to have to lay that number. Let me double check that. Man, I, I was just going from memory. Oh, oh, I thought you had it there in front of you. Oh no, pardon me. It was six. What is it now? Four. Or, what? Okay. Four and a half. Four. Four and a half. Well, that's, that's, I don't know. That's going to be a wager for me. I guess that's got. Is it? A, it's got to be a play on Rutgers, right? I, I guess. Why would you? I mean, Michigan State looks pretty good. I don't know of any injuries there, and I love. Uh, so the why the love for Rutgers? Uh, I mean, uh, they, okay. they, they beat Temple. They won at Syracuse. Okay, they beat Delaware. They lose by a touchdown at Michigan. And they get absolutely drilled by Ohio State. That's got to—it's got to be a fade on Michigan State. Or is somebody setting up a come a buyback? Ah, not that big. Well, how's that number not a touchdown to begin with? Let alone six down to four. All I'm, right, I'm laying the four. That's four a, and a half. yeah, ditto. I'm with you, buddy. Okay, then I'm off it. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> We're coming back to wrap it up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Farrell's coming up top of the hour on the network. And we've got Vegas Hockey Hotline locally. Stevie and I get you ready for the start of the NHL season, which is right around the corner. KSHP.com is a listen live function. Take your phone calls as well. Give us some injuries, good sir, on the way to the weekend. All right. For the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook with that ankle injury. Going to be a game-time decision this week. For the New York Giants, wide receivers Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton both have hamstring injuries. Both are out this week. Uh, We saw the uh, injury to Russell Wilson's finger last night. He had x-rays. They didn't find a fracture, but there's swelling in there. They'll probably get more x-rays later, and they may find something. Who knows? He's also scheduled for an MRI today. I got to believe, Brian, he misses a week or two at least uh, with that finger injury. Uh, For Tampa Bay, tight end Rob Gronkowski with the ribs. He's going to miss another week. He's out this week. Uh, For San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle, the tight end, both have calf injuries. 
Uh, neither are practicing this morning. Uh, Garoppolo is uh, doubtful for this week's game, and it looks like Trey Lance will get the start against Arizona. Uh, for Carolina, Christian McCaffrey with the hamstring. Yesterday, he was saying that he felt fine and was hopeful being able to play this week. And then this morning, his head coach, Rule, said that McCaffrey is doubtful. I don't expect him to play this week. For Tennessee, Julio Jones with the hamstring. No Julio in the schoolyard this week, Brian. He will not play for the Me, Titans. you, and Julio. I don't think that he, any of the three of us is going to play for Tennessee this weekend. Did you know Mama Pajama rolled out of bed and went to the police station? I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. going to be a wonderful weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. As always, thanks to our producer, Chris Bavona, all the hard work he puts in and helps us throughout the course of the week. Stick around for Scott Farrell. We've got Vegas Hockey Hotline locally. Baseball, football, golf, NASCAR, all kinds of great stuff. Thanks for joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Hoping you all have a wonderful weekend.